Welcome to Pottery Visited, the movie edition. I'm Tori. And I'm Shay. And your first time we're seeing our faces, maybe, if we decide Probably. to keep it in. I hope we look nothing like what you pictured. Except yeah. if you're our moms. In that case, I hope we look exactly how you pictured. Hi, Mom. Yeah. Hi, Mom. Yeah, so today we're going to watch the first Harry Potter movie and just give a kind of little commentary slash movie review. And it's actually been a while since I've watched this. Usually make my comfort movie, so it should be I've fun to go through them it. I last year, I believe, yeah. with my boyfriend because he hadn't seen all of them, and I told right, him right, it was right. like the prerequisite films in order to date me. So yeah, I definitely watched this probably when I had COVID because I needed mm. something good to watch when I thought when I was feeling like the worst. That makes so, sense. Fun times. Also, fun game I came up with going forward okay. during our previous podcast episode. Tori made out a point that. A lot of the times where Harry's involved in altercations and could become seriously injured, he comes out all right. And she was wondering if maybe that was because of the horror crooks inside of him trying to protect itself. So I thought it would be fun as we watch the movie to keep track of moments where we think it could have been the horror crooks or Harry, just for future reference and also for our own personal enjoyment. Sounds good. All right. Uh, press play. So this opening scene is like very nostalgic to me and everything the, the way they did like the first chapter segue yeah it was perfectly oh, done amazing. i mean it was a really short chapter so it didn't make it yeah. that difficult just establishing but... everything yeah amazing i like how they handled mcgonagall yeah during our tasks we actually talk about how Harry Potter is really known for its like crazy special effects and how they did everything. But this is like so early and like, I think this came out in 2001. So back then special effects were expensive and really hard to do. So they don't even have McGonagall transfer on screen. Like she is later in the movie, but they have yeah. her like against a wall. And these, a lot of the effects in this movie are gonna be like practical special effects. Mm -hmm. So I'm really like keep, wanna see, see those cause you don't get that anymore. The funny thing about the Deluminator is I remember the first time I sort of saw this scene thinking, wow, that's so cool. And now we have a Google Home and it's like, I can tell yeah. my lights to turn on. I can tell my lights to turn on to a specific color scheme with my Basically, phone or my voice. Basically, you have a deluminator. Yeah. Oh, here we go, McGonagall's transformation in a shadow. Glamorous. I like how this scene opens up with like two really big British actors, Maggie Smith and Richard Harris. Yeah. And little me had no idea. I was like, wow, look at that old guy. Look at these old people on screen. And I'm like, this is acting royalty. Mm -hmm. It wasn't. We were know. so uncultured. Yeah, I know. Oh, look at all these, like, I just love the setting too. Everything mm -hmm. looks so English, but the cars look so old fashioned. Yeah. Uh, still think Robbie Coltrane was such a great choice for Hagrid as well. Yeah, absolutely. I don't think I could see anyone else as Hagrid. Still amazed no one woke up to the motorcycle thing. But then again, I live in the city. Yeah, so me too. Like, live... you hear backfiring cars and motorcycles and dogs barking you and stuff all the time. just learned how to tune it out. Yeah, they're probably like, ugh, hoodlums again. I can't imagine how Harry didn't wake up flying on a motorcycle in the middle of the night. He must have been... Trauma. <laughs> concussed. <laughs> Brain trauma. I love the idea of McGonagall just checking in on Harry's potential guardians and being like, these are unacceptable guardians, Dumbledore. And yeah, just I like, like McGonagall yeah. actually looking out for Harry's well-being. Whatever. <laughs> it's like we said in the, our first episode, like, what if McGonagall have raised Harry? 
He probably would have studied a little bit more. I think he would have been more of a rebel. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Hopefully it wasn't like a cold night. I guess this is, but this is in like October. Like, I don't know what, isn't it cold in the UK? They just don't knock on the door or like make sure that he's taken in. They just kind of like leave him on the doorstep. I just assumed they like ding dong ditch. <laughs> <laughs> knock on the door, leave a baby and run, you know? Yeah, this opening sequence, amazing, chills with the, the music, this iconic music Harry Potter amazing. music. The soundtrack is The so title. Good. Amazing, beautiful, magnifique, and transitioning into little Dan Rad. Aww. I love watching the, the earlier movies because they're just so tiny. He looks so weird without his glasses. Yeah. I know, like Dan Rad doesn't actually wear glasses, but I remember for the longest time when I saw him at like premieres and stuff, I'm like, he looks so odd without the glasses. This house looks so early 2000s too. I kind of love the idea of a tiny room under the stairs, like not to make it human living and only in yeah. that room but like as like a little reading nook or something it's very cute idea yeah in college we had a uh closet under the stairs but we used it to, to uh, store a bunch of crap we didn't want oh my god look at the wallpaper oh man it's like cooking canadian bacon it looks like female, yeah. yeah. I'm gonna say the actor that plays Duckley also does a really good job. Yeah, like, especially you as a immediately child. do not like him. Yeah. Harry giving that side eye. Yeah. They're cute little houses yeah. though. The little like yeah. semi detached, the little front gardens. Mm -hmm. It's very cute. Yeah. I do like the costume designs with Harry when he's living with the Dursleys. Look like what he's wearing compared to what they're wearing. Like he's obviously wearing hand me downs and it's oversized and it doesn't fit. Yeah, and it's like, like so Petunia. faded. His shirt was probably yeah. Dursley and Dudley are all so wearing faded. like nicely fitted clothes. Like like what Dudley's wearing compared to Harry. Like Dudley yeah, looks like a nice well jumper care. and a button up. And Harry just looks like a hobo. He looks like a punk. Like yeah. if he was wearing it intentionally. With yeah, the definitely the what hipsters would definitely wear what Harry's wearing like yeah. intentionally. He's a fashion legend. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a Horcrux Harry moment talking to a snake. I don't know. I think it's more of Voldemort, the piece of Voldemort in him. So he's talking to the snake and just chilling. Yeah, but the piece of Voldemort is the horror crook. So I would say this That's is true. a horror crooks Harry moment. It's a Harry crooks moment. Harry eh? crooks. Eh. <laughs> well, I just noticed they even have the spello tape on Harry's glasses. Nice what touch. What is spello tape? Is it basically ah, just? So. I think it's just like scotch tape or. In my mind, it's tape. more like saran wrap. I don't know why. Like cellophane. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Jesus. <laughs> this part is great, because how many times in your life did you want that to happen to some little brat, you know? Yeah. Some type of... I'm sure after I watched this movie, I just had moments where, like, my brother or sister did something to piss me off, and I'm just like, if I was a wizard, you would just be, like, something bad would happen to you right now. I still find it surprising. We talked about this in the second chapter, but um, Harry's just, like, totally chill snake. And he's not really surprised that he can talk to it. Well, I think he's just like not used to someone thanking him. He's like, this is That's a polite true. snake. I'll just be polite back. Like he's. Not like everyone else. If the snake had been like, you're a jerk. He would have been like, well, so are you. God. I usually don't watch when I, when I go back to the movie. I sometimes skips the Dursley's part because I just find the movie more interesting when they get to Hogwarts. But honestly. 
the Dursleys, like all the actors and actresses that play it through the Dursleys, they do it so good in their earlier movies. Like yeah. you don't like them and they've only been on screen for like three minutes. Just the tone the actress who plays um, Petunia has. Yeah. The, the first few words to Dudley, I'm like, oh no. So she's... Well, that's how I, I read know. her because she just comes across with that like, like doting helicopter mom. If only Harry had grabbed a letter and opened it in his little nook. I mean, I guess he's never got mail before, so he didn't know if it was something he his didn't know what it would is. allow. Why does Dudley dress exactly like the penguins in Mary Poppins? <laughs> I think that's, a, that's a, a Smeltings uniform. <laughs> I actually really like what they did with the uniform for Smeltings. Because <laughs> described in the book, it's just like crazy with like the cane and stuff he gets and... Just classic UK boy uniform. To beat each other with, it's just bad for business. It just seems like a bad idea. Hockey, it's school. Maybe it just builds character in the UK. Yeah. So I know if my brother had gone to a school that had gave you canes, someone would lose an eye. I mean, I remember the stories from my brother about what like initiation and things were like in our high school, and I cannot imagine. Oh yeah, before they got rid of it or they they cracked down on it. I'd be very concerned if there was like five owls on my car. In the, in the daytime, like to me, I'd be concerned about like rabies or something because there has to be something wrong yeah. with nocturnal animals that are out at that hour. I don't know how popular owls are in the UK, but I can rarely see owls, especially in the daytime. And you kind of, I like the set design too, where you just see all these pictures of Dudley. Yeah. Nothing makes me want to punch Vernon more in the face than that little smile he gives Harry oh, as he burns all his letters. You can kind of see his. I'm losing it a little bit with his yeah, hair, his hair and is everything. Yeah, a disaster. <laughs> I love Hedwig's theme. It's such a good song. Yeah. It's like the iconic Harry Potter song, like all throughout the movies and anything else. Like, yeah. hear this. It's like perfect. I love the uh, classic meme that's like, we know Harry's a Gryffindor because he's jumping around playing in the letters. If he were Ravenclaw, he'd pick one up off the ground and then leave with it. Yeah, like casually shove one down, down your pocket, pretend not to have it, and read it later when you're in the bathroom, like a regular person. I don't know. Harry can't think that far ahead. Gryffindor logic. You don't think of the after; you think of the now. Mm-hmm. Vernon's descent into madness <laughs> portrayed pretty well. I love this spooky mm-hmm. little house on its own little island. If there weren't definitely spiders there, I would actually be yeah. okay with it for a weekend getaway. The scene makes me sad. He has to draw his birthday cake on the dirty ground. (laughs) On the floor. Why does Dudley have his watch alarm set for midnight? (laughs) Maybe Harry said it. Seems kind of unnecessary, unless he was planning to wake up and harass Harry. Maybe. When Pen passed him. Still seems unnecessary. Hey, Grace here. I love how they set him up to be so scary, and then it's just Hagrid. Did the sweetest guy. I do like how they filmed it, because Robbie Coltrane actually isn't as tall as Hagrid, so they have a, a double for him for mm-hmm. his, like, exterior shots. But they just frame everything to make it appear as he's, like, way bigger than he is. Yeah. I know they did a lot of those tricks like they did in Lord of the Rings, a lot of perspective yeah. manipulation. and Yeah, I love it. Like, this makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> You look just like your dad. Yeah. I feel like this cake is probably poisoned knowing Hagrid's cooking. Yeah. Good thing Harry didn't eat it. Although I'm surprised Dudley ate it. He must really eat anything. Yeah. 
So I wonder how close it is to Haggard's rock cakes, which are infamous. Infamous indeed, yeah. I feel like if I saw that as a muggle who didn't believe in magic, my first thought would be like, oh, that's a very fancy and obnoxiously large lighter. Yeah. Like, did you really need to have it in an umbrella? Sounds like he says keys and grains. Keys and grains. He makes grains. all the bread. <laughs> Heckard bakes all the bread. That's a bad thought. <laughs> Shows how low Harry's self-esteem is. Yeah. He's like, I'm not good at anything. I'm not special. Like, I live under the stairs. No one likes me. He's been, like, raised to believe he's useless and so incapable of being special or bringing anything unique to the table that he can't even imagine it. I think Fiona, or not Fiona, I think that's actually her real name. She plays like the bitter, jealous sister really well. Yeah, she really does. Like I can see in her eyes years of trauma and hatred and resentment towards her sister when she says it. It's especially because like she didn't know everything about her sister's backstory when yeah. she like filmed the scene so she really dug deep here's where Hickard starts his Dumbledore appreciation yeah. gotta prime Harry to know who's yeah. the greatest most importantest most loveliest I think me and Hagrid might get in a fight if we ever <laughs> met because my first thought would be to insult yeah. Elvis Dumbledore in front of him I, I love mean, the pigtail I love that he has to have it surgically removed at a private hospital but I also yeah. wonder if he has to have, like, his stomach pumped after eating that Hagrid cake. Also, giving Dudley that pigtail is, like, borderline, like, a criminal offense. Like, it's not just doing yeah, magic without the Yeah, we talked about that before. And... It's like, I'm not saying forever in Azkaban, but, like, serious fines, yeah. serious punishments, maybe a year or two in Azkaban. I love the framing here as well to make Hagrid look. Huge. Gigantic. It's kind of sad to say, but nowadays the wizard children would probably just buy all their stuff off Amazon. Yep. Some kind of wizard portal yeah. service. But the wizards are usually behind on the times with technology, so maybe they're just like, yeah. well, like you're going out to buy things in person? You can't order this online? Oh, look. They're already expecting Hagrid to want a drink. Yeah. We'll see how much of an alcoholic Hagrid is in the movies. Yeah. I think they tone it down a bit so they get their um, PG rating. Do we think Quirrell always wore a turban and, like, that's why he ended up being a convenient choice for Voldemort? Or do you think he, like, took to wearing it when he knew there was a chance Voldemort would plant himself on the back of his head? Yeah, they don't really, like, talk about it because... He was previously a teacher at the school. Then he took a year off to get experience. And that's where he met Voldemort. So I guess he could have played it off that it was part of his, like, travels. Yeah. And this is some pretty cool special effects for, like, 2001. Yeah. I remember seeing this and was, like, amazed. And I remember... I remember back- being a kid yeah. and just dreaming that I had a secret wall that turned into a door. And well, I always wanted, like, a somewhere. secret room. Yeah. Like, bookcases that could flip around and something like that. Of the music too and we see like the crowded streets and all the crazy looking shops that don't quite seem to fit <laughs> yeah I think this movie does a really good job at just like establishing the whimsy of this new world and like each film yeah. kind of is like like adds to it but this is like the establishing film 
yeah. to kind of pull you in and get that, that feeling. It's a really good job. And sort of establish what wizard and magic rules they're using in this world. Yeah. Because there's different wizards aren't a new concept. Yeah. Like they set up these witches fly on brooms, you know? Yeah. Nimbus 2000. It's funny how impressed Harry looks about a broom, though, because it is just a broom. Yeah. Like, for him right then, it's not, like, a really fast car. It's 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 a broom. Yeah, he's drawn to it. I mean, I love my Swiffer wet jet, don't get me wrong, but yeah. I don't think I would have been that excited at 11 about a broom. It's cool that all, like, the goblins were all, like, practical effects. Like, they actually had actors prosthetics and everything so i think in the later movies they did a lot of it with special effects yeah after the fact so definitely get more of like um it definitely feels more real because they're actually like really there yeah there's an actual individual person yeah playing the character so that's why i didn't like how they did the um in the later films, how they brought Dolly back, he didn't feel as authentic because you could tell that he was definitely really computer generated. Yeah. Compared to how he was in the second film. Absolutely. And they took Dobby out of things because of how expensive it was to like animate yeah. him. They could have just done him the same way they did in the first or second film and it would have been beautiful. Yeah. Sometimes technology is great, but also sometimes it just like you get so used to doing things through technology that you lose some of the realism. Mm -hmm. And I love how Dumbledore wanting Harry to already know about the stone. It's like Hagrid, since you're gonna have Harry and be at the bank anyway, just pick this up. Very from secretly get the stone yeah. for me, would you? Don't let Harry know. Don't tell Harry anything. <laughs> I don't know why goblins need to have such long nails. I feel like that would make it harder to like count the gold and stuff. Like yeah. it doesn't seem practical. Like I have not intentionally long nails, but when they grow long, I can't do things. Maybe it's just like when girls get the really long fingernails, you just learn how to do things. I guess. Different way. Important like that. Very secret, so we're bringing the 11 year old along. Yeah. I do love this shot, just like the tiny little package. Because I remember Harry in the books, just like all this security for a tiny little package. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. It's the secret. He's like, I'm 11, I'm going to tell everybody. <laughs> <laughs> But also, is there another option nearby? Yeah, it seems like it's the only option, at least in, like, London. Yeah. So it seems like that's for everyone from um, Hogwarts gets all their wands. And then yeah. when uh, we meet Fleur and uh, Crumb, the fourth book, they have, like, their wands from different wand makers. Yeah. Must this be a very, like, country. niche market if you only have, like, yeah. one per, like, a certain region. I like how unnecessarily spooky they make Ollivander yeah. for no Well, he's reason. described in the book as being kind of weird. Like, I, he yeah. gives up, like, you just kind of get a vibe off him. So I feel like they really portrayed that into, like, who they got to play him. Just yeah. like, hey, there's just something off about him. You don't really know if he's good or bad. I do remember really wanting one of these ones because they looked so cool. 
Yeah, I still want one. Like, I wish I had a wand. <laughs> I wonder if all wands choose the wizard and let them know they've been chosen with, like, magical sparkles, or if yeah. it's a different thing for different wands. Because then Carrie describes, like, just having, like, this, this sensation that yeah. it was, like, correct. I mean, they do sort of show you the moment. It's like, yeah. oh. Yeah. I wonder if that's that type of wand, and, like, my wand would make me a plate of mozzarella mm-hmm. sticks or something. <laughs> Dumbledore like told Ollivander to keep that wand aside just in case because Harry's going to come fun, his Harry's own personal professional curiosity yes of course next year I didn't have this moment where they know that sounds exhausting I think there's just like the multitude of wands he must sell every year yeah for how many years Everyone he meets is putting all this pressure on him. Yeah. You're going to be great. You're going to be great. He's like, I don't know anything. It's a lot of pressure on an 11-year-old also. Mm -hmm. He did really bad stuff with the wand. Get our first flashback. I was actually reading my um, uh, page to screen book, and they had an extended version of this flashback for um, it. And I think it was partially... We used in Deathly Hollows where they have that whole kind of flashback Harry's having when he sees his parents yeah. die and like what leads up to it. So it seems like that was excited of like the original early draft of the script and then included in Deathly Hollows. I don't like Dumbledore to question it, let Hagrid be the one to tell him that he was literally like attempted to someone intended to kill him. That's just like something pretty delicate to tell a kid. I don't think Dumbledore is willing to put in the time it takes to properly tell Harry about things. So he's like, best have Hagrid drop it all on him quickly. And then... Because he knows Hagrid will do it. start <laughs> doing what I want. It's a weird thing to be known for. Yeah, did a not great dying. job of not dying. And not even, like, intentionally, like, you survived. He just didn't die. Yeah. Completely forgetting to tell Harry how to get on the platform. Yeah. I find that line so weird because it makes it sound like the ticket's going to try and fly away. <laughs> Stick to your ticket? Okay. There are just some, like, Britishisms in this where they kind of say stuff like that. But he says it so specifically. Stick to it, okay? Stick to it. I'm like... Like, Don't miss the train. Or else you're screwed. No one really questions why this kid has a pet owl in a cage. Like, I feel like that's not, like, a normal thing. He's probably not the first one there that day to have an owl. So they're probably just, like, a weird bird convention in town. (laughs) (laughs) All these kids with birds... You know how in, like, middle, in high school, people who took, like, the foods and living class or whatever had to, like, raise a sack of flour as a baby? Oh, yeah, I had to do that. Maybe, maybe they assumed that these kids had to try that with an owl. <laughs> I don't well, know. I love the first sight of the Weasleys. Yeah. They did such a good job casting all of them. How young they all look. Yeah. Little I'm thinking, oh, they're so cute. And, like, they're all older than me, but... I think Ginny has the same haircut here that she does in the flash forward scene at the end of yeah, the seventh. Probably. A little bob. <laughs> love I that. love the felt twins as the twins. Like yeah. I can't see anyone else playing them. Like their sense of humor. Absolutely. And just how they are with each other one yeah. point. I guess it's a twin thing. Yeah. I thought about the Asper twins. The twins don't exactly match the like 
physical description because they're supposed to be sort of small and stocky. Mm-hmm. But I think they embody the like energy of the twins so much better that I really don't care. Yeah. They have red hair and they're twins. You know, that's all that really matters, plus their yeah. energy. I don't know how they don't automatically run into people when they get out on the other side of that brick wall. Yeah, that's probably just a thing on like that someone's probably there to ensure that people don't crash into each other. Yeah, they keep moving once they get through and don't yeah. wait in front of the entrance. It's a beautiful train. Yeah. Makes me want to ride a train. Really cute. It's a beautiful, magical yeah. transporter. Something about wizards taking trains, despite having all the magic in the world, like, some irony in that. Yeah, I like it, because now it makes me feel, like, whimsical when I take a train somewhere. Oh, they're so cute. You know, sometimes when I see the trolley lady, I'm just flashing back to the cursed child, where she's apparently some kind of demon. (laughs) Oh, I I flash back to, um... Very Potter musical, where she's just a Death Eater in disguise. <laughs> That's probably the correct flashback to have. I've tried to get Cursed Child out of my head, but one thing It's sticks. completely out of mind. We don't talk about it that shall not be named. <laughs> yes. Adventures and retconning is not to be discussed. All for one was to try all the candy. That's something I would have done if I was like on the train by myself. Especially if it's all new candy that you've never yeah. had before. Yeah, I wouldn't want to eat something that acted like a frog, even if it was a yeah, spell. I like moves. frogs. They're friends and not food. Hard pass. Ugh, Dumbledore. <laughs> hey, gotta start off that hero worship early. Yep. He's so cool, he has a playing card. <laughs> Look how they show Hermione's character. She's already dressed in her robes. Ready to learn. I love her face there. Yeah. She clearly has read enough of her books already to know that that is not how spells sound. And she's like, oh dear. Hit her people skills being like, like, that sucks. I can do real magic. Doesn't even ask Harry's like permission to point a wand in his face. Yeah, because the social skills aren't there yet. Imagine she's just like, Avada Kedavra. (laughs) Voldemort's job's done. Already like showing her mind being really annoying. Yeah. (laughs) I don't think... It comes across quite as annoying as she was in the book because Emma Watson just is such so pleasant. Yeah. And a bit more, I think, polite almost, like just in her mannerisms. Yeah. And much her money being a bit more like unabashedly rude. And we get our first shot of Hogwarts, which is just everything I kind of imagined it'd be. Beautiful. It's perfect. It's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just this shot of the castle with them running up for the boats. Yeah, I mean, it's and such it- an iconic image on it it does not actually fit with the actual like layout of hogwarts Mm -hmm. to me like in practicality just on the way we see them interact with like the grounds and stuff yeah but i digress i think it changes kind of every movie because i think that there's been like general maps to show like how the grounds kind of laid out but things change locations change i love this shot of professor mcgonagall yeah. Makes her seem spooky. Yeah. Like a proper witch. You, you know? Yeah, because you just don't... This is like our first like time seeing her before, besides the beginning of the movie. You get like what her vibe is. You don't know. Is she bad? Is she good? I know that Tom felt an addition for like Harry Andron, but I'm so glad they chose him for Draco because I just can't imagine yeah. anyone else playing Draco. 
he plays like this snooty kid so well. So well. I also think he'd look funny as a ginger. Apparently, I was reading um, a page of Scream book, and apparently he dyed his hair dark for Harry and ginger for Ron. And Christopher Columbus knew he wanted him for someone. He just didn't know who yet, but not those two. And then he's like, try playing like a miserable kid. <laughs> he's like, that's it. Malfoy. I do worry about this kid's hair, though, because I know a lot of them had issues with their hair for dyeing it for so many years. Yeah. Because as you grow older, like I know Rupert's hair was ginger, but as you grow older, your hair usually gets darker. Yeah. Loved how they did the Great Hall. Like, Yeah, it's beautiful. I think I'll just be just like talking all about the set design and like costume designs because that's just stuff I know is for this movie. Mm-hmm. I love that one. they're real candles floating attached to like yeah. fishing line. Yeah, like how they, they mentioned me in the 20 year anniversary how like one of them like caught fire. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, yeah, they just Let's had- put a bunch of children yeah. in a very flammable set and then light it on fire. Seems that that's the thing he did in movies back then because mm-hmm. everything was practical. If they redid it now, it'd be like added in after and post. I wish they kept the hats in the uniform in the later movies. Yeah, I love the hats. There's something incredibly. Uh... I'm sure it's like it gets hard to film though because hats will add shadows over your face and everything. Okay. Which is probably Makes why sense. they did it because. Even the earlier movies, they did a lot of the close-up shots on the kids because the kids couldn't keep their attention for very long. So it's easier to do a close-up yeah. shot and you can cut between them than like a wider mm-hmm. shot where you have to make sure everyone's doing what they're supposed to be doing. I know Emma Watson said in previous interviews that like she memorized basically everyone's lines. So sometimes you, they would see like her in like wider shots. She'd be mouthing like Harry and Ron's lines and be like, no, stop doing that. So That's also the reason why they're doing a lot of close-ups. Very Hermione of her to do all the homework. Yeah. yeah, Emma said that she was always hated being like referenced as being similar to Hermione because back then being a nerd wasn't cool. But now she's like, yeah, mm-hmm. I was totally like Hermione. <laughs> it's like, it's growth. Well, here we are. Oh, hello. Sure. I've just been unexpectedly seduced. <laughs> you had to keep it PG for the podcast. <laughs> we swear on this podcast, I can do whatever I want. PG 13. <laughs> 18A. Oh, God. Kids put so much pressure on themselves to be in, like, the highest with all their, like, family. Yeah. Dumbledore sits up straight. Ah, oh, yes, my puppet is here. Wow, things are about to get fun for me. <laughs> so cool to be an extra in this scene. I understand like, all of like the people they have. This is a huge cast. Yeah. Just to be sitting there staring up at the front as they film. Mm-hmm. But oh, Dylan gives him a little wink. I have plans for you. <laughs> oh, don't say it like that. <laughs> I wish would happen in my day-to-day life. I hate cooking. Literally, I'm so hungry. <laughs> Priming Snape to be evil. That's an interesting terminology because it makes it sound a little bit like he's after Quirrell's job for years, which almost implies Quirrell's had the job. Yeah. More than the one. I think this is before uh, the author put a lot of emphasis on the job being jinxed. Yeah. I think after, it's in the later books that they actually reference that like had different feature because it's, it's just a very small thing in the this first book. But I think by this time of the yeah. year making this, only the first two or three books were out. I don't think it was like a thing to like maybe the fourth or fifth book. I do like how respectful Percy is to the ghost, yeah. you know? Hello, Sir Nicholas. How was your summer? Like, very nice. 
<laughs> well, okay. Percy's like schmoozes up to the ghosts because I'm sure the ghosts are useful as a prefect. Yeah. Help keep an eye on the things. The Slytherin in, in Percy's yeah. heart is like. Yeah. I do like how they I do the ghosts. The ghosts feel so natural compared to like the later movies because. Yeah. They were probably filmed against a green screen or something. I don't know. Just the way it was just done. Not this scene, just like little moving staircases. That probably would be like the worst thing ever. Like you're running late for class and the staircase starts to move. Yeah, I would not be. It's happy. like when you just miss an elevator or something. You just miss a subway. It would be exactly like that. All of the portraits moving as well. This is like the pink lady, fat lady, whatever they referenced in the books. But I think it changes more in the third because I think they went for a bit more humor. And Alfonso yeah. Cuarón's vision was definitely a bit more stylistic compared to Christopher Columbus, who was just kind of establishing what the series world would look like and more of like the characters where he kind of focused on the style, especially since that was one of the darker movies. Yeah. He put humor in where humor could go. I love this window ledge. Yeah. I think it's the only thing I envy about the Gryffindors as a happy Slytherin. Having like a, a tower, so they have kind of like, they probably have a great view yeah. I mean, Under the Lake is probably yeah. a great view. I love, like, water creatures, but a little window ledge. Mm-hmm. Very fun. I like that we had this little moment that it takes place, just like a little break in between classes. So we kind of get just like, a quiet moment of Harry where he's finally, like, away from the Dursleys and he's just kind of contemplating, like, his life here. This and is he- my new life. I yeah. wonder what it will be. Very early special effects. Actually, it, I feel like yeah. it felt, still kind of holds up. It, does, it like definitely looks old compared to what we see now, but honestly, I honestly don't think it's, like, terrible. Helen Rickman just struts into that class, like... <laughs> walk, walk, fashion, baby. <laughs> I love the potions classroom. Mm-hmm. The architecture. Just Helen Rickman's voice is just so perfect for Snape. Yeah. Like, it's not quite droning, but it's just definitely just, no, like, a chilled, like... It's so... It's deep. Yeah. And it's toned, but it's... Because I always describe Snape's talking kind of in a whisper, but he's, like... It's not Soft a whisper silky. in volume. Yeah. It's like a whisper in tone. Just know that Snape's just been waiting for this moment. Ah, finally. James Potter's kid's here. I can torture him. I love the way he delivers mm-hmm. a line. He definitely makes you not like him, too. <laughs> just I so. Mean, that's debatable. Well, it's good for us. You obviously get the idea that he's just a mean teacher and he just acts the way. We'll talk about it later when he acts more suspicious. Mm hmm. It's cool that they had that actual... That would be so messy. Apparently yeah. they had, like, some... They had, like, one or two, like, real owls for, the, like, the owl shots. And then some of them, mm-hmm. the rest of them were, like, computer-generated to make it look, like, bigger. Mm-hmm. But they did a lot of, like, had a lot of animal training, like, in the earlier movies. It's That's crazy. Fun. Yeah. This just seems like, like, a, like, at any class learning, like, a new sport or something. Like, this is how they make yeah. you do it. Like, everyone grab basketball and start dribbling it. Yeah, and that's probably what would happen to me. I wonder how they expected this not to go badly. Yeah, this just seems like a recipe for a disaster. I'm sure someone ends up in the hospital wing every year. Yeah, she could grab his broom yeah. in that moment, and she didn't. <laughs> like clearly, he doesn't want to be up there. Yeah. I like how they like kind of extended this to make this whole crazy thing around the ground. Because in the book, it's just he kind of yeah. like rises up really high and then falls down. Yeah. Finance this whole thing. They still want to give us more castle, I think. Yeah. Give us more like I'll establishing with the book. Like location. books kind of tell you what happens, but in film you have to show it because we don't get mm-hmm. Harry's 
like thoughts or like interpretations of things. And obviously, since we're establishing the series, you want to show kind of like the layout of everything. Super negligent to leave all those children unattended to with yeah. broomsticks. I remember when we were in elementary school, there was, it was like a rule, like um, a teacher couldn't leave their classroom unless he had someone else like in the classroom with them. Watching it. And that's not with magic flying yeah. devices. Yeah. Just 11 year old kids left alone to their own devices. It's like Lord of the Flies could happen. <laughs> what an idiot. The con goes like, like, my word, what the hell did I just see? Yes, he's a Gryffindor. <laughs> She's already yeah. picturing herself holding the house cap yeah. and Quidditch cap <laughs> and Snape crying. I guess they don't kind of comment on the fact that, like, Harry thinks he's going to get, like, caned here. Yeah. <laughs> Time for some physical abuse. Yeah. Woohoo! I do wonder what he was teaching in this moment. I mean, I think it's must be some kind of magical, like, how to defend yourself against some type of evil creature. Like, Lupin does hinky punks. And oh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. They don't even make him try out. I'd yeah. be so offended if I was someone who wanted to try out for the team as Seeker. I mean, everyone knows more about yeah. Harry than he does. Ron probably does too, but he yeah, just I still wish they had included the midnight duel in the books. I could just imagine it'd be so, so funny them running around the castle at night. But yeah, I guess and that, they also don't have peeves in the movie, so it's just like this is just a more like easy segue into what's in the third floor. Mrs. Norris has so much power. She turns on the lights. Yeah, she's a she's a very gifted kitty cat. Yeah. That door specifically. Yeah, this one <laughs> locked door. My Gryffindor spidey senses are tingling. Hermione's just reading ahead. I mean, I would too if it was a magic book. Yeah. Just imagine Hermione staying up all night reading her textbooks. I would occasionally stay up reading something interesting in like history class or psychology or mm -hmm. something. If it were spells, I definitely would never have slept. No, obviously, Fluffy is, like, a pretty early CG yes, concept. Yeah, Fluffy and on, stands up. dates it. Yeah. Looks, still I mean, looks pretty good. Bit, but she's, yeah. In the book, it's a separate staircase up yeah. to the men's and women's dormitories. Well, they never actually built the girls' dormitory. It's just, like, a, it just leads to, like, a landing or something. I think they reference that somewhere. It wasn't relevant, so like they built like the boys' dormitory because things happened there, but nothing really happened. They in... probably could have just reused the boys' dormitory and like made it a bit tidier. And I don't think we ever actually see in the girls' dormitory. No. Everyone tries to go up, and he can't. Obviously, I do have how they explain the rules in this because I'm not a person that picks up sports very easily. So I think that having the opportunity to show what it looks like, like the balls and the rules, it's definitely a bit more easier to comprehend actually yeah. seeing it visually like we see how the bludgers are like almost possessed almost and it makes more sense than it does just reading that the bludgers are a bit crazy because now you can imagine this ball that you can't really control and seeing just like how visibly small the snitch is yeah i could there's no way i could see the snitch no yeah. well, i'm surprised harry can see it like with glasses and everything because I mean, I guess he has really, I mean, his vision's probably fine with his glasses. Yeah. Can He's we like, talk no about uh, Flitwick's character design and these two movies compared to the third movies and beyond? Yeah. Because same actor, Warren Dav Warwick Davis, but completely different um, prosthetics and everything. Yeah. So they definitely play Flitwick kind of like this old kind of kooky charming professor who I kind of envisioned him as. Then they, and then they make yeah. him, like, younger. And they like, make him look a bit younger and a bit more polished. 
Yeah, and they remove off, like, all the beard and the wrinkles. Like, it seems like a weird choice to change. Because there was nothing wrong with this version. You just feel like it was just a part of um, Alfonso Cuaron's, like, artistic vision where he wanted, like, the choir. And just, like, he kind of made Flip look more like a choir director, almost. Wait, I can I imagine? Yeah, but it just seemed like a really big jump to completely change a professor's, um, yeah. like an established professor. Because like he changed some things, but it wasn't too big. Like the the pink lady, like whatever. You don't really notice her too much in the earlier books. But we meet Professor Flitwick, and he like he, he's referenced as a professor. Honestly, this part was like really well done, even though it like hurts. Because like I've definitely been in situations where you overhear people talking about you. Yeah. worst feeling ever and it's just such yeah. like a like a school thing to like experience yeah and then we get like ron's elliot bit more frustrated in the book because hermione is a lot in the books yeah i do like how they decorated for halloween, love halloween. especially because like i always love halloween yeah, i know you for the halloween queen but i definitely like how they interpreted like the halloween feast because this was like a big moment in the books and how they describe the decorations and like these giant pumpkins all the fact that like schools like reenact this and stuff like that and it's basically become a meme (laughs) amazing okay slytherins go get yourself eaten by a troll that's Snape's like i have a mission to complete making himself look a bit suspicious it's like i'm glorious look at my hair yeah I know this is done really well where, like, they see the troll go in and they follow it in. But I still love in the book how they lock the troll in with Hermione. And then they walk away and they're feeling so great about themselves. Like, they just saved the school. And they literally, they're like, oh, shit, that's the girl's washroom. Wait a minute, we've murdered Hermione. (laughs) That's awkward. See, this is why girls go to the bathroom in pairs or in teams. Trolls, secret evil diaries. It's funny the moment where Hermione is saying, like, wow, I hate magic school. It sucks. Just can't go to the bathroom and cry without a troll coming in. Yeah. It's Harry doesn't like breathe, but very just stupid. Full Gryffindor, just I'll jump on it, I guess. (laughs) I don't like that they give Hermione that moment. Ron figures it out on his own in the book, and I feel like he deserves to figure it out on his own here. Yeah, we probably should point out, like, there's definitely going to be moments coming up in the rest of the movie where... It's stuff that Ron knows, but they present it as Hermione knows, or Hermione telling Ron, or something like that. But there's, there's things that he is aware of. I like that they're like, oh, we can't have death in this yeah. movie. It's for children. They just knocked it out. One of Warner Bros. was very keen on like having like a PG rating at the very least, because they want as much people to see it as possible. Mm-hmm. So I remember in the later movies, when we wanted more bad stuff, like blood, gut, gore. Not really, but like... In later movies, they they really tried to keep like PG PG thirteen because they want more people to see it. I love Snape's face. Then McGonagall's like, really? Snape's like, really? When Hermione yeah. says it's her fault, it's so, so they keep something just doesn't to check out. They're both like calling bullshit. Are you checking Snape's leg out? Ugh, oh, I'm always checking Snape out. Ew. Alan Rickman just does so well. I'm just Snape's little like snooty attitude competitiveness yeah like that harry kind of just like snape hasn't really done anything besides being a mean teacher so far in the movie so harry just gets really like this teacher's mean he's he wants something that's buried in the school yeah my top suspect really great yeah i just like how everyone's like i mean that's what jocks are like my brother always talks about his like all his hockey injuries 
This is actually, like, the coolest thing. Like, seeing, like, the first Quidditch game, like, just, like, this is, like, amazed me as a kid. That's a pro- Maybe this yeah. is why I went into television. Just seeing this, like, it was all done with, like, green screens and stuff, and it's all, like, yeah. a lot of it's CG, but it just looks so It's so cute, good. though. Cool. They all look so happy. And it still looks so good, despite, like, it was. it's over 20 years old. So love their little Quidditch ropes. They're so nice. It's really cute. Yeah. Also, the Slytherin ones look better, just saying. Just feel like green and silver is a nice color combination. Mm-hmm. And I like how they kind of reiterate the rules. But properly this time. Like, during the game, so we get context during gameplay. Mm-hmm. But do you feel like rules are something some kids, young kids especially, would have trouble following? Especially if all this action going around. I also around. love... Yeah. What I also love is that when you actually go to, like, a hockey game live, you don't get color commentary. You just get, like, when a goal happens or a penalty happens, the announcer says, like, five minutes for whatever in penalty yeah. against Montreal. But we get the color commentary at the live event at these games, and I think that's so much fun. I do like that the Zui gave, like, some girl characters in the Slurin team, despite the fact that they say later on that Slurin is just an all-boys team. Because I definitely like how they show that Quidditch is co-ed. Even back in like yeah. the early two thousands, because I remember like um, sport teams being pretty gendered when I was growing up. Until I was a bit older, where they had the option if you could you could play mixed like soccer or whatever. Yeah, I very briefly played intramural basketball, and it was a co-ed team. Yeah, so this is like kind of in the like, same thing in the book in the movie. They kind of have Harry doing something, then Ron and Hermione doing something else at the same time. Yeah. It's time for Hermione to commit a gentle arson and assault. <laughs> yeah. And destruction of public property, probably. At least three crimes is all I'm saying. I do like how they, they kind of clue in that Quirrell is in the background and we establish that he's behind Snape. But there's the, or he's, so we know he's there so to look back on later, but it's a big mm-hmm. focus on Snape right now. I do like how they added more action to it because I, Quidditch games are interesting, for me, not really liking sports, but I still think it's the movies definitely bring it to life a bit more than reading about it because there's only like so much yeah, action. Like this happens and this happens and this happens, but this like yeah. add more suspense to the final catches. I and mean, that's kind of the thing also about watching a sport live versus like on TV, where the cameras decide what's going on that's yeah. worth watching and zoom in and stuff. When you decide where to look and there's more yeah. of like a full field of vision, you definitely get a lot more perspective. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Draco. Face in the hands. Full shame. It's my dad. Every time the Leafs lose. <sighs> I feel like he's worse than that. Uh, yeah, I, I can't say it for um, sensor issues. <laughs> what do you actually be saying? Oh, hey, I live in this moment. <laughs> Twins in the background, like, knocking their clubs against each other. I feel like watching Harry Potter with the face of James Potter smile this much hurts Snape more than being physically lit on fire. He's like, can we go back to before when Harry was worried and I was on fire? Poor Hagrid, just being harassed by 11-year-olds. Yeah. He's just going to go drink himself to sleep. They're taking advantage of him and it's not nice. Oh, I love seeing Hogwarts in Christmas time. It's so, like... I know it's not a Christmas movie, but, like, 
it's really does. It's, it's why they scene. play it. They play it all the time at Christmas. There was a Harry Potter marathon this Christmas, this past Christmas that I was watching. It just warms the heart. I would totally want to stay at Hogwarts for Christmas. Mm-hmm. My mom would never have allowed it. Yeah. I totally would have wanted to. I probably would have missed my mom too much, but it definitely seems like a cool place to be, especially if you're like young and there's like little supervision, especially like hanging out with your friends and everything as well, if they stay. Yeah. There's no bedtimes when yeah. the parents aren't there, as long as you're in the common room at a certain curfew. Yeah, time, you just you have your prefects, and you depending on what prefect you get, they might be more chill than Percy would be. Yeah. Hermione's like really chill breaking the rules now. She lit sneak like, on fire. Trespass! Trespass! I guess this just still gives me Christmas nostalgia, even though, like, it's not really a Christmas movie, but she's like, remember being that excited for Christmas? There's something about wearing pajamas and running down a staircase yeah. that feels like Christmas to me. Yeah. Yeah, just like the excitement, because, like, I don't find Christmas. As, like, it's, it's nice, I love spending time with my family, but I don't feel, like, that general excitement, because I'm not a child Yeah, it's anymore. not as magical as it is when you're a kid, for sure. Dumbledore and his, like, vague notes. I do like how they show the invisibility cloak in the movie. It's all, like, wispy and everything. Yeah, it looks really, and, like, it's got a pattern to it, sort of, yeah. so you... I'm actually pretty simple special effect, too, just having the green screen on, the, like, the one side and, like, the practical cloak on the other side. I remember, like, this DVD uh, when we had it. It had, like, games and stuff on, like, the second... You remember when DVDs had, like, the first disc was the movie and the second disc was, like, the extras and the games and stuff? Yeah. There was some game that had that screaming book, I think, and it just, like, ingrained in my memory. Even the way he reaches, it's so... distinctive. Like, the mannerisms Alan Rickman portrays Snape with are... Yeah, I wonder at what point... Because we know that later on, they did say in the documentary that uh, he, the author told him like what her plan for Snape was so he could have a better idea for his character. So I wonder how mm-hmm. early on she told him. I think it was really early on. Would it be for, like, for this movie or would it have been like, in the next two? Because he just he feels like he's very, I would think early, like, early on. Like yeah. I would say like maybe she told him before he even signed on for the role. Yeah. She's like, I want you to sign on for this character He's not what you think. This is what he is. Yeah. Because it just seems he like, plays oh, the role very deliberately. So, mm-hmm. and we do know that, like, he knew this whole time. Like, the, the arc Ultimate for his character. Ultimate non-spoiler guy. And everyone was really mad because no one else knew. Yeah. <laughs> Which I think works really well for the movie. The fact that, like, he was doing stuff and then Christopher Columbus would be like, why are you doing that? And he'd be like, it'll make sense. <laughs> Trust me. Just taking his character into his own hands. Yeah. At some point, like, I love reading Snape, and he's a great book character, but Alan Rickman did so much in truly making Snape into the character he became. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like I really dislike book Snape, but, like, I, much as I dislike Snape's character, Alan Rickman was such a good choice for him. Like, I can't really imagine anyone else playing Snape the way he did, especially mm-hmm. with how it came out where he was, like, he kind of made the character what it was knowing what was going to happen to the character before any of us knew what the character yeah. was going to be. Because this is before it was even, like, in the books, really. Like, he was, like, And it's a gentle balance of being shady and mm-hmm. the kind of guy you don't want to trust while also being, like, he had to place a certain depth to everything he did. Mm-hmm. I just still wish that they had portrayed how young James and Lily were because I think it would be, like, more, like, heartbreaking. Yeah, but... like, here they look like they're 40. 
Well, this is what a typical, like, James and Lily having kids when they're 21 is, like, crazy young. That's, like, you, how we would imagine, like, parents of, like, like a preteen yeah. would be. And it makes sense. But I just feel like the reason James and Lily was so, tr- so tragic is because they were so young when they died. Yeah. But this, I still, it's still very sentimental. I really wish we could have seen, like, what Ron saw in the mirror. But I get, like, the movie's trying to see it from Harry's perspective of, like, what he sees. And he's yeah. just, like, sees Ron's Ron excitement. Ron can't see it, so. And he's I mean, just, Harry like, can't see what Ron sees, so. Yeah. I just love how they have, like, the really big shot in here of Harry just looking into the mirror whilst in its own world and how it reveals Dumbledore yeah. for the first it's time. Yeah, the, the angles were yeah. very well. Even the lighting in here, it's dark and kind of, like, gloomy almost and that's kind of how harry mm-hmm. is described feeling in the book where he goes almost through like like the grief process yeah i love this dumbledore There's, i don't love dumbledore yeah. and uh, overall because he's yeah shady we've discussed our our, our dumbledore <laughs> but hatred. i love the richard harris i feel like no nope. richard harris yeah. really encapsulates what dumbledore was especially in the first two books where he was where yeah. he's just kind of quirky and you don't really know like how you're supposed to be interpreting him. Like, is he serious? Is he not serious? But yeah. you definitely get, like, the gentle vibe, like, where he's, like, showing Harry this compared to... I do, mm-hmm. do think that, like, the future Michael Gambit Dumbledore, like, he definitely shows the wilder side of Dumbledore in the later books. Yeah. But I feel like this Dumbledore, like, Richard Harris, like, I really wish we could have seen what his, like, interpretation of Dumbledore would have been in the later books Absolutely. because I just feel like he really got the character. And especially what we saw in, he like, did. the documentary earlier this year. But, like, how he was really great with the kids. And he was really funny and really, like, almost like a little kid. So he really got that yeah. kind of childish side of Dumbledore. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how he is so soft-spoken. Like, mm-hmm. he's almost whispering. Like, he's really whispering here. Yeah. But almost whispering all the time. And that's so much yeah. Yeah, It's definitely a very big contrast compared to how Michael Gammon plays Dumbledore. Where he's very big and... Yeah. Big movements and stuff, and how there's that meme about like how he yells with the goblet of fire. Where Dumbledore is always, in the books at least, he's always pretty calm and put together and very deliberate. But but it's also like how they interpret Dumbledore, and they both do a good job. I love these little like B roll scenes for Harry in the castle. Yeah. And like it's really, let's let's John Williams like scores kind of speak for themselves as we kind of yeah. explore the, like the castle and the world we're in i love this soundtrack it's a really nice way to show the passing of time mm-hmm. the soundtrack's amazing too it shows them breaking out in the middle of the night like hooligans yeah this is also like the first shot i get of like Hagrid's cabin this is like kind of what i imagine it would be like kind of like a little like small cabin well small for Hagrid. icon of tiny house living yeah Hagrid started the movement. GTV show. <laughs> this is just like what you need. They have this Hagrid in the movie a bit more responsible than Hagrid in the book. Hagrid in the book is like inviting them into this his whole illegal dragon ring. Yeah. Where here he's trying to keep them out of it and they just yeah. kind of stumble across it. And he's definitely more than maybe telling them to stop butting in on this stuff. For in the book he's kind of revealing things and then being like, oh no, I shouldn't have said that. Yeah. It's trying to make him a bit more of an adult. Yeah. And they kind of cut out them having to save Hagrid by getting rid of Norbert. And Hagrid yeah. lets them, or in here they just get caught being out of bounds. So making Hagrid look a little bit more responsible than he is, really. Yeah. 
that brat. Yeah. I do love the scene where Malfoy's like, I got them into trouble, and he's so proud of himself, and then he's just like, wait, I have detention? Mm-hmm. Like, played yourself. That's one of the things I love about McGonagall. Mm-hmm. He's like, wait a minute. Is this consequences for my actions? So we have the obvious difference here that Ron's on the detention instead of Neville. Yeah. It's, thanks for sneaking out to hang out with Hagrid. We're going to punish you by letting you sneak out to hang out with Hagrid. Yep. Still doesn't make sense. No matter what. Book, movie. So this is our first look at the Forbidden Forest, which kind of holds up to what I imagined it looked like. Spooky. Trees everywhere. I feel like there should be more low-down branches. Like, mm-hmm. I get why they did it like this. It's easier to, like, see the characters, but I want yeah. more reaching out to grab you branches like this one. Mm-hmm. They definitely have to make sure that there are places in the, where the cameras and equipment can go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I still don't see why it's a good idea to separate children into the forest. Alone in the dark when they don't know any magic. Yeah, especially, yeah. Especially if like, there's like a mysterious beast that's hunting unicorns and yeah, they don't know what it is. So yeah, yeah let's leave some kids out. Mm-hmm. So like, why do you send 11-year-old boys that are just going to antagonize each other just like this? That being said, Fang is a good dog and I yeah. would go out in the woods with Fang. His face. <laughs> oh god. I mean... That's pretty traumatizing. Mm-hmm. It's a little more um, physically present than it's described. Yeah. Like, it's not a wisp. It looks very much like the same cloak Voldemort wears in the flashback to Harry's parents' death. Which yeah. I guess is easier for kids to follow because it's, like, consistency. <laughs> Just something can see Trigo in the background. Just <laughs> running around. No. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I think they definitely wanted to have, like, the bad guy be a bit more physically present, so it's, like, an actual physical force. Yeah. So it's probably easier to um, betray than, like, the whisper vapor that Voldemort's supposed to be in the books. It's friends, our centaur friend. I think I actually prefer how friends, like, centaurs look in this movie compared to how they look in the Order of the Phoenix. Because I feel in the Order of the Phoenix, they look a bit too generated. Okay. Obviously here, like, it's a computer image. It's obviously CG, but I think there's probably more practical effects done. Mm Mm-hmm. It just looks more like it fits in better into the environment than I think the yeah. centaurs do in Order of the Phoenix. Like how Hagrid had the crossbow ready to go. Yeah, well, it's so dangerous he needs to carry a crossbow, but the children are fine unarmed. Well, they technically have wands. They could light sparks, cast locomorphs. They haven't taught them. Harry still hasn't done a spell. <laughs> they could shove their wands really hard up Voldemort's nose yep. and hope That's for the That's the only move they know. Harry's speaking, like, intuitive leaks right now. Which is pretty mm-hmm. close. Like, he Snape's not Snape, but, like, he gets the idea that Voldemort's yeah. involved. And makes the connection. Yeah. I like the big swallow Ron does before he says, kill you. What? When Ron goes, 
Yep. Kill you. Well, that's like that's a big, kind of crazy thing for 11 year old to be like asking, like, who, what 11 year olds are thinking about like death and stuff. And Harry's just like, oh yeah, you probably would have killed me tonight if mm-hmm. friends didn't come. Like, Harry's interpretation of like his life. I do love this scene of them all running to her desk and then they have him like the fifth or sixth movie. She's like, why is it always you three? Yeah. <laughs> Haunting McGonagall. She's trying to do her job. I'm sure Minerva, not wanting the children to go on adventures and almost die, reaches out to Dumbledore like, hey, the kids know about this and they're worried about it. And he's like, perfect. Dumbledore's like, it's totally fine. Your Snape moment. Speaking of fine. (laughs) Transition. Delivery. His hair was made much too luscious. Like, it's not greasy. Yeah. It's like shiny and soft. Most movies kind of... They don't really put in, like, the ugly traits. Like, I think, like, Hermione's supposed to be kind of, like, an ugly duckling in, like, the first few books yeah. until she has, like, her transformation and Goblet of Fire. But they obviously want the characters to look nice because you want people, look at people Yeah, but Snape's supposed to look like a bad guy, you know? Yeah. So they didn't need to go so hard on making his hair so glorious. Yeah. <laughs> I love how Neville's pajamas have little teddy bears on them. <laughs> They're so cute. I mean, they're actual children, and it's nice to be reminded yeah. once in a while. Yeah. I mean, Ron's not really wrong. It's scary. That's like the best compliment someone can receive. I want to be both brilliant and yeah. scary. Sleeping Neville on the floor. Like, at least put him on a couch. Yeah. Put a pillow under his head. Stepped on. Like, what was their plan to get past Fluffy without um, the flute? Yeah, like Harry brings the flute Hagrid bought him in the book, but here... In the book, yeah. Here there's no flute. Here, it's just uh-huh. a harp that I, that Quirrell had left. Playing. Exactly, but they don't know if Quirrell's yeah. been there already until now. So yeah. they went there with no instrument, knowing music is what they needed, and just hoped for the best. Yeah. Where's the ukulele Ron keeps in his bag, you know? <laughs> Harp is a weird choice of instrument. It's not exactly the most portable or inconspicuous. Well, you you imagine that they probably just, like, transfigured it or magicked it out of nowhere. I guess. But a harp is still a weird choice. I guess it's just the most, like, close to, like, a lullaby. The most soothing. That's what spas usually have, like, a harp or something. That's pretty soothing. So here you have, like, Devil's Durant Stones. And this is where Hermione literally freaks out and forgets she can do magic but here they kind of interpret it where ron's freaking out and yeah another hermione classic take away hermione take away hermione's flaws and try and make her perfect and mm-hmm. make ron funny and take away his moments of cleverness you know taking away ron being able to have a clear head where hermione has a clear head here which I get they're trying to establish Hermione is like she's the one that knows all the facts and she's smart. Yeah. But I think it says a lot to her character because she is the, the one that knows all the facts and is smart, but she can't think when bad things are happening. Yeah. Exactly. It is, it's a human trait because I think we're all like that when things are happening in the moment. Not a lot of us have the ability to stop and like think clearly. I do get they probably just wanted a sense of a comedic moment here, too, where Ron usually is the comedic moment. Yeah. But it's just the, kind of the start of Ron being kind of passed over for Hermione and her character in the films. I mean, I think it starts in the uh, bathroom with the troll when Hermione in the movie yeah. reminds Ron how the spell works instead of Ron yeah. 
figuring it out and doing it on his own. I definitely think it started innocently. Like, Ron is still a pretty strong character in the first two films. I feel it just, like, as the movies go on and Hermione is just doing more compared to Ron in the later, especially in the later films. Yeah. And more of Ron's moments are left out. And this adds, like, a different level to it because I think in the book... They didn't attack Harry, but they ran away from Harry. Yeah. So this makes it more a challenge, and it's just definitely a more inte- more tense moment for the movie to build up to each level till you get yeah. the big boss. So you could have like the Devil Snare tried to kill them, the keys that try to kill them. They actually used some of the chest pieces in the room of requirement in the last movie when they were like running away from the fire. I think they just okay. they had a bunch of just random props that they put in that room because it was supposed to be the room that people hid all their stuff. So they I just mean, it's put... probably where they actually ended up. Yeah. You know, canonically, yeah. like everything ends up there. Yeah, it's where everyone goes to hide all their stuff. Honestly, in reality, the room of requirement would just be hair elastics. Yeah, <laughs> just like a Bobby room pins. full. Yeah, hair elastics, bobby pins. A lot of single socks. Yeah. All the socks are there. <laughs> Chapstick. I actually think of, like, the magic behind it. Like, what McGonagall did. Like, she transferred the pieces, but she also made it so, like, the pieces could take direction. And yeah. And so they acted, like, real things. Well, chess pieces. Yeah. And, of course, I'm sure each chess piece knows the way in which it can move. Yeah. It wouldn't allow Ron to... Yeah. Move a pawn diagonally if it wasn't for killing. Yeah. I do wonder how Quirrell got past it. Like, if he actually played across or if, like, Voldemort and him just, like, did some magic to, like, get through or whatever. I mean, I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe Quirrell's okay at chess? Maybe. (laughs) I just feel like Voldemort doesn't have the patience for chess. Yeah, no, no, for sure. He's like, get me to the stove, and the girl's like, but I gotta play a game of chess first. Ron's true Gryffindor moment. Yeah. This quote. I love it. I love the attitude in that line. Listen, this is how it is. Well, it's kind of true. It kind of plays it for the rest of the series. Like, Harry has to go on and die by himself. Mm-hmm. Leaving Ron and Hermione to, like, get rid of the other horcruxes or so he thinks. I love that Ron stays up on top of the horse like that. He doesn't, like, crawl lower to try and be less easy to stab. He's going for the dramaticness yeah. of it. The theatric. I understand that they didn't include the potions task, but I really wish they did. Mm-hmm. That nerd of me wants to see it. Wants to see Hermione thinking very deeply for a minute. Mm-hmm. I guess there's just so much more that they can't really make it like this big intense task that they did for the other two. Yeah. There's only so much you can do with like we can't really show there's no really way to show how Hermione thinks, especially since yeah. it'd just be like trying to process time really yeah, and all exactly. they're doing is drinking a potion. Yeah. Yeah, but it's a cool, but like, still, the way, like... They could have had it been short, I just think. A deleted scene or something. It wasn't Snape. It wasn't even Voldemort. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it was... 
Hagrid. <laughs> yeah, they kind of don't really touch on why Snape and Harry doesn't like Harry until like later on in the movies. Yeah. Like, Snape tried to save you, what? Anyway, moving on. I like that it actually shows, like, Harry in the mirror. So we get the context yeah. of, like, he has the stone, and we physically see the stone go into his pocket. That's such a good yeah. way to show it, because, like, it's described in the book, but actually physically seeing it, so cool. Mm-hmm. Especially seeing, like, it's the same mirror that he saw earlier. This is not, I don't think it's as disturbing as it's described in the book, but it's still pretty disturbing. Yeah. I feel like it reminds me of that, like, internet trend of, like, potatoes that look like certain people. Yeah. You know? But I just remember yeah, this It's like be... a potato that kind of looks like someone more so than specifically Voldemort. This just reminds me of something that would, probably would have scared me when I was a kid. Just like, looks mm-hmm. creepy. I didn't like scary things growing up. Oh, it's I like scary creepy. things. Look at nose! This is before he gets his own body back and he gets his own body and he's like, you know what? Forget the nose. No nose for me, thanks. No nose, just slits. Yeah, see, this is where he snaps his fingers and like fire comes and the book gets ropes. Yeah. And I just thought it was movieism, but it's real. This is much more dramatic here. Yeah. Like well, fire looks cooler. Yeah. Well, they want a big like, so they're big like showdown. So they want it to be yeah. like big and dramatic and theatric. This is the, they have Voldemort trying to manipulate Harry a bit more than he did in the book. In the book, he's like, join me or you die. But here he's like, oh, if you come, if you give me the stone, I'm like, I'll bring your parents back. He's really trying to, like, manipulate a child. And it kind of shows yeah. Harry being like, hmm. But in Don't the do end. do it, Harry Potter. Harry kind of knows that he's on the good side. He's with Dumbledore. He's against Voldemort. Yeah. Yeah. Just calling Voldemort out. This is like intense. It just flies. Was that like, was that flying? Was that a jump? I don't know. It was crazy. I think it would have been scarier if he like slowly walked towards Harry. So here he turns to stone. But in the book, it's kind of grosser where it's like, burn blistery skin. Yeah, I think that would have been made the ratings go up. Yeah, but I think it's also like, cool yeah. that it's stone because I think it's more of special effects to kind of show where he's being like physically stopped, like his hands falling off and stuff. But I think if it's bl- yeah, blisters, yeah. I think would have made the rating go up. And I think it's also a bit scarier, especially since yeah. they're trying, it's, 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 for, it's for kids. Like reading about blisters is fine. But I think actually seeing it, especially since blisters kind of gross people out. So yeah. they're trying to take away the gross factor. Well, that was fun. So here you're gonna get like the, the wispy vapor of Voldemort. Oh yeah, and that was Harry's kind of Horcrux moment, where it's like someone was trying to kill the Horcrux container. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> so the Horcrux container. Killed that's them. totally a Horcrux saving the day moment, hundred percent. Mother's love. Yeah. Sorry, Mom. The Dumbledore. <laughs> I do love, like, the Whisper of Voldemort kind of coming back for one last attack. I wonder if that was Voldemort, like, I mean, obviously not in the book, because this does not yeah. happen like this, kind of. But that's, like, hypothetically Voldemort being like, oh, I could possess Harry. Yeah. 
What if, what if he had tried to possess Harry just early on and he could have realized that he can't possess Harry? <laughs> or maybe it'd be easier to possess Harry because there's a piece of him already in Harry. Mm-hmm. Well, they do say later on he does try to possess Harry and he couldn't. And Dumbledore says, oh, it's because you love so much and he can't. He can't be ah, in a body love. that loves that loves so much. But I'm like, maybe because there's already a bit of his soul that's in here. And he's yeah. like, get out. This and it's defending mine. itself. <laughs> My container. He wakes up and sees presents. And he's like, oh, yeah, this is great. He's not even concerned why he's <laughs> in the hospital. I love the amount of beard. Yeah. And hair. It makes me yeah, so this happy. This look of Dumbledore is what I wish they kind of kept when they did Michael Gambit. Like, still look with the crazy long robes and, like, the long hair. And everything, like, I feel like they definitely tried to, like, they didn't do everything with the, like, the costumes they had were good, especially in the earlier movies, but I feel like they lost But less eccentric. They they, sort of, like... that's what they did. They moved away from, like, less eccentric robes and stuff, especially they they had Mm -hmm. them in, basically, muggle clothes a lot in the later books, which I get Mm -hmm. that kind of choice, but also it's just kind of, like, if you're going to be in a magical world, like... I want, like, crazy magic styles. Because I feel like they, they could have sold... I want really long sleeves. Like, look at those sleeves like, on that like, friggin' outfit. Have those as merch. I feel like people would have bought them. My friend's yeah. mom, like, hand-sewed me, like, my own, like, Hogwarts cloak for my birthday when I was 10. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah. And she made one for her as well. And, like, they were, like, the coolest things ever. We're whispering because I'm very old. Mm-hmm. And very old people... <laughs> well, I know this is how, like, they saw Dumbledore as kind of someone who was, like, just very soft-spoken and just, like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like when I'm shit-talking Dumbledore, I'm picturing the other version of, all the, of, <laughs> of Dumbledore more yeah. in my mind. Not that they're not the same person who have the same intentions and are both trying to get Harry killed, but... There's like the common This one seems sweeter. It's easier for me to like not want to shit talk this Dumbledore. Yeah. I think it's hard because like Richard Harris passed away before they could do the third movie. So it's just like, this is the Dumbledore we could have had, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But apparently they originally wanted for um, Richard Harris's replacement, they wanted Sir Ian McKellen, who played Gandalf oh. in The Lord yeah. of the Rings. But apparently. He said no because he knew for a fact that Richard Harris hated him and thought his acting was bad. And he's like, I can't do that to the guy. I mean, nice and And then he would have totally had a corner on the wizard market, you know? Yeah, that's true. It would have been too much. Too much power. This little I love how chill they are about the yeah, situation. You're just kind of uniting them in their little friendship. How did that almost dying go? Pretty good. Oh, good to it's know. It's all right. Look at Dumbledore. He friggin' put up the Slytherin colors and everything. Yeah. What a dick. And that the hat's back. See, I, I think these the hats, hats work. I don't think it shadowed their face too much. I don't know why they stopped wearing them. I guess it probably gets a lot having to have, like, I know probably they had to have multiple mm-hmm. costumes for all the kids. They are pretty goofy. Growing. Like, I feel like the witches or should have witches hats. Like, I like the brim on a witch's hat. I guess that's why... They don't have brims because yeah. that would cause shadows, but yeah. these look like gnome hats to me. That's a bit. true. Like when I was matching the hats, I was matching a witch hat, but I'm assuming that they don't have them. Like Maggie Smith has one, but you have, probably have to wear it a certain way. Like she yeah. was wearing it tilted back so it won't cause a shadow on her face. Yeah. 
We earned it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, we did our homework. We did the bonus questions. When like, my grandma sees this, this part, she's just like, oh, that little brat. She doesn't like that <laughs> boy. She's like, oh, that little brat. That brat. Snape's already so pissed off about it. Just sitting there, sitting there smelling the basement and like, I fucking hate you. <laughs> so much. My gosh. He's like, you're I should the still worst. be a Death Eater. <laughs> God, I can't wait to kill this guy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mope's <laughs> just like, oh man, something bad's gonna happen. So is it pure love and outstanding courage? It's outstanding courage and being a horror <laughs> Yeah. Being a horror Imagine he just says that. Book one. Like, Horcrux, hmm. Everyone back to the forbidden section of the library. I'm just watching this. This is like a great, like, moment. Like, they finally win the house cup. Like, but looking back as an out, you're like, that wasn't really fair. Like, poor Slytherins. Like, we don't like Malfoy, but they still, like, played by the rules-ish. And Gryffindor just won because Dumbledore changed his mind. Literally, Harry, Neville, and Hermione, and Ron got their points in one night that made them from last to first place. And Slytherin did good things probably all year to try and win the house cup. So I just thought of something. Uh, this is the scene that they filmed, one of the first scenes they filmed. And this is where they tried to put the contacts in Dan Rudd's eyes so he could oh, have green yeah. eyes because the author is like, he has to have green eyes. It's very important for like the plot of the story. She's like, okay. Mm-hmm. And then he had a really severe allergic reaction. So they're like, okay, never yeah. mind. But she's like, you know what? He can have his eyes. Because he has an allergic reaction, but just make sure that Lily's eyes are, bl- are the same. And and then they didn't do that. And they didn't do that. <laughs> but I just feel he he suffered through a lot. Like he had an allergic reaction to the contacts, and I also read the, the first pair of glasses that he had. He also yeah. had an allergic reaction to those. So like he's a committed actor, <laughs> working through all these allergic reactions. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, why did we find the one kid who's allergic yeah. to everything? I also found that they tried to put, um, because this was one of the first scenes they filmed, they also were going to put, give Hermione false teeth, because Hermione's known for having yeah. buck teeth earlier on. But um, the, it was just like, it, it impeded Emma's, the way she could speak. So they're just like, yeah. well, like, whatever. So, you know, they definitely tried things out in this scene that they didn't actually stick with. But it's also kind of cool. Yeah. Like, a lot of people don't know how they film things out of order in... TV because you're you're doing it by locations you're like doing like what when you have this location for and also kids can like work a certain amount of hours yeah because child labor laws so they actually do it when they have who they have who they have available what days and like when they have a location available oh this this oh, Hagrid and the train and the music score beautiful. beautiful love it and then the song this yeah. is one of my favorite movies to watch just like introduction to the characters but also just like introduction to what is the harry potter fandom like this music scenery the castle in the background it's perfect so overall thoughts about the first movie it's really cute yeah i I feel like it's hard to narrow it down to a few points but they cast the golden trio and neville perfectly Mm -hmm. uh obviously Alan Rickman as Severus Snape is one of the greatest casting choices of all time. Um, yeah, I think those are my. Yeah, I think main the big things I've talked about in this movie is just like casting in general, perfect, love it, obsessed with it. Generally, I love the first two movies just because I love Christopher Columbus. I know he talked about in this Harry, the Harry Potter twenty year special that he like saw this in his mind, and that's why he really pushed to be the first person to direct it. And I really mm-hmm. would have liked to see like what his vision would have been going forward. But I'm glad that he directed yeah. the first two movies just because I like 
his establishing vision for the series and how he was able to set the series up going forward because I love he did these first two movies are like my comfort movies for Harry Potter. These are the ones that if I want to watch a Harry Potter movie, I usually go to these two rather than any of the other ones. And yeah. yeah, I just like the beginning, like the innocence of it all. And like this one probably feels like the most nostalgic and like the whimsy and everything. Like everything kind of just fits together. Yeah. And it's very like. And because it's still lovely. more of a kid's movie than a lot yeah. of the later ones, it's still, it's not that heavy. Yeah. Like they don't even play the heavy a, parts to yeah, be that Yeah, it's a lighter heavy. movie, which is why it's more of a comfort yeah. movie. Yeah, so what would your rating for this be? Like, out of five? Like, five stars? Oh, out, of, out of five stars? I never rate anything out of five. That's hard. Um, or should we do ten stars? Yeah, that's easier stars. for my brain. Ten stars. I okay. mean, I would give this film a 90. I would say mm-hmm. I love the casting. I would have slightly altered. Like, I would have liked if they left in the potions yeah, there's definitely um, scenes that we would like to see in the, like movie the that they fight can't in fit. the yeah. Um, I would have really liked to see Draco get punched. <laughs> I think <laughs> that would have right, been fun. Yeah. But I think they made good choices with what they chose to take out. Generally, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they included I feel like the most of the important of the story stuff. is very clear and it makes sense compared to other movies where they cut things out and it doesn't really fit quite much. So the early two movies, yeah, mm-hmm. they definitely included what needed to be included and what they cut wasn't super important like I don't really get pissed off until later movies where things get cut out that I'm really mad that about. are important I, I probably rate this around like eight stars I feel like it's perfect like okay. I love everything about it like there's a few scenes that I wish like had been included that were in the books or but most of the stuff I like mm-hmm. I like the it flows really well as a movie and I like what's included yeah, yeah. I agree yeah, I'm giving it a nine just because yeah. I think that's probably the highest. I'm probably gonna rate this movie the highest. I would say. Yeah, yeah this might be just one because of my it takes ones. out the least important stuff, like it, and it. Yeah. Doesn't upset me. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for watching. And if we did include the video for this, thanks for watching our first video podcast. But yeah. If you mm-hmm. have any um, thoughts about the movie review, you can share them with us on social media at Potter Revisited, or you can. Send us an email at PotterRevisitedPodcast at gmail.com and we'll be back again to jump back into the Harry Potter series starting with Chamber of Secrets. We'll be jumping into the first chapter next episode. Bye! Bye!